This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. The Capital One Venture X business card earns unlimited double miles on every purchase. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash VentureXBusiness. You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Jessica Kuhn was a teenager when she first learned that linguistics is a thing. She'd stumbled upon Story of Your Life, a science fiction novella by Ted Chang. It's all about a linguist trying to figure out how to communicate with, well, aliens. I think it was actually probably the first time I heard about the field of linguistics. And yeah, then I started college the next year. I saw an introduction to linguistics course and signed up for it. These days, Jessica's a field linguist at McGill University. In particular, I work on syntax. Basically, the way words combine to make sentences. And a few years ago, she got an email to be a consultant on a movie. A movie that was coincidentally based on the exact novella she read as a teenager. I'm not trying to draw any connections that aren't there, but you read about linguistics for the first time in a book that became a movie that you became the the person they consulted with. It's amazing, right? (laughs) It's pretty wild. I mean, when I first got the email that asked me to work on this film, I was really ready to push spam because it (laughs) sounded very strange. Uh, And then at some point I saw the story of your life and I said, wait a minute, I haven't thought about that in years. And then I responded. (laughs) That film, 2016 sci-fi hit Arrival. So, real quick, in case you haven't seen it, here's the gist. This is the day they arrived. All of a sudden, 12 spaceships land all over Earth. And uh, we don't know why. They're not doing anything. Eight hours after landing, there's still no signs of first contact. They're just sitting there. And so uh, governments around the world are panicking, trying to figure out why are these alien spaceships sitting here. And uh, different teams are going in to try to understand why they're here, what they want. And uh, we are following one of these spaceships that I think is somewhere in Wyoming. And they bring in Amy Adams, who is a linguist. Now that's a proper introduction. And her job is to decipher the alien language and figure out what they want. Human. So today on the show, another installment of the Shortwave Science Movie Club. What the movie Arrival got wrong about linguistics, what it got right, and whether or not field linguist Jessica Kuhn has actually communicated with aliens. Honestly, it's a toss-up. I'm Maddie Safaya. You're listening to Shortwave, NPR's daily science podcast. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Teladoc Health. There are lots of reasons for wanting to be healthy. Family, work, living a fuller life. Teladoc Health understands. Whether you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or just need to manage your weight, Teladoc Health can help. Visit TeladocHealth.com slash What's Your Why for more information. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health slash What's Your Why. 
So, Jessica, you were the linguist who consulted on the movie Arrival. So give me a big picture sense of what that means. Like, what did they Mm -hmm. actually have you do? Yeah, so the first thing I did was I got to read drafts of the screenplay, which was really fun because it's a very common thing to do in academia. We read things and we give feedback on them, but usually not at this fun of a scale. The best committee meeting ever. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it was very fun. So I got to read the screenplay and they especially wanted feedback on how um, linguistics and linguists were represented in the film. So there were lots of places where I gave feedback and, you know, they incorporated it into the film. There were other places where they would say, okay, Jessica, yes, yes, like, thanks for your help. But really, in the end, linguists are not Hollywood's primary audience, and we're not going to get everything right here. And now you linguists just get to join, like, all of the other fields of people who get really annoyed when their science is misrepresented on screen. So welcome to the club. Sorry, we're not going to change that. The movie makers also put Jessica through some exercises, basically giving her a whiteboard and asking her, what would you do if aliens showed up? And those exercises actually informed one of the most famous scenes in the movie, when the main character, Louise Banks, played by Amy Adams, schools the guy in charge of the mission about the fundamentals of linguistics. He asks her for a list of vocab words, essentially the key words she was planning on teaching the aliens that day. You have a vocabulary list for me? I do. These are all grade school words. Eat, walk, help me understand. Um, So Amy Adams walks over to the whiteboard and scribbles, what is your purpose on Earth? Okay, this is where you want to get to, right? That is the question. Okay, so first we need to make sure that they understand what a question is. Okay, the nature of a request for information along with the response. Then we need to clarify the difference between a specific you and a collective you because we don't want to know why Joe Alien is here. We want to know why they all landed. And purpose requires an understanding of intent. We need to find out, do they make conscious choices or is their motivation so instinctive that they don't understand a why question at all? And and biggest of all, we need to have enough vocabulary with them that we understand their answer. I get it. Stick to your list. I love that scene. Yes, that is one of the great triumphs of, of, of linguistics in the film. Yeah, I mean, this was so. This was one of the most interesting parts of the movie for me because I'm, you know, this idea of building a base for understanding of a new language is like really interesting and, mm-hmm. and like the first steps in trying to communicate, which is you know like your thing, right? So. Yeah. But it's something that I think we just don't think about. And to see it in kind of in practice was so fascinating. And I'm glad yeah. to hear it was like pretty well done in your eyes, question mark. Yeah, I think it, I think it was really well done. I mean, I think one thing that is really neat about this movie and what makes it such, you know, interesting and intellectual sci-fi is... Um, they're not just typical humanoid creatures. We don't already have some kind of magical universal translator in place. And so we have to figure out how how do they even communicate and will we be able to communicate with them, given how advanced they are, that they've made these spaceships and have arrived on Earth. I think it's safe to assume that they have some advanced form of communication and that that form of communication should have patterns in it mm-hmm. that 
we could eventually decipher. But thinking about, you know, is it audible or is it written or could creatures communicate with smells or, you know, like we just have no idea what could be out there. If it's audible, is it in a sound frequency that human ears can pick up? Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, Jessica. So, so I'm sure Arrival doesn't get everything right in its portrayal of linguists. Are there particularly like cringeworthy moments for you, Jessica? There are a few of them. So, so actually, one of the scenes that I think is in the trailer for the movie is when Forrest Whitaker's character, Colonel Weber, shows up at uh, Amy Adams's office. I'm Colonel G.T. Weber. The reason he's there is because she is on the top of everybody's list of translators. You are on the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. And linguists, you know, linguistics, as I mentioned, it's the scientific study of human language. Linguists are really not translators. This is a separate skill set. I could not translate anything for anybody. Um, Many linguists do speak multiple languages. So, you know, sometimes this is how people get interested in linguistics, but it is not... It's not a prerequisite for being a linguist. So if there are listeners out there thinking, oh, that sounds so cool, but I'm bad at learning languages, I could never be a linguist, rest assured, you definitely can. There are lots of excellent linguists who claim to be terrible at learning languages. (laughs) Okay, so Jessica, at the end of the movie, it is revealed to us that the aliens have come to Earth to kind of give us the gift of their language when, Mm -hmm. you know, used correctly can help you see through time, like see your future, essentially. Mm -hmm. So my first question is, as a professional field linguist, Jessica, can you see through time? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. Okay, good, good. I wanted to establish that. But, But no, really, I mean, one of the cool things about the movie is that they explore this idea that the language that you use changes the way that you perceive the world. And and Mm -hmm. this is actually an idea that's, you know, that's at least been debated in linguistics. Um, And so, so, so talk to me a little bit about that idea. Sure. Yeah. So this idea is called linguistic relativity or the Sapir-Whorf hypothesis. And it's the idea that the language you speak constrains or determines your thoughts or how you see the world. Um, And when it comes to sort of larger world vision, um, you know, this has been pretty clearly shown to not be correct. So, you know, Mm. humans have basically the same cognitive abilities regardless of the language they speak. And it's even, you know, a worry with this is if taken too far, it can be a very easy way to exoticize or other people who speak differently from us, right? right. You know, like this culture just speaks a different language. And so they're they're basically, you know, they don't have the same thought processes as we do. And that's not true. Right. But of course, the, we don't know anything about alien languages. So right. that's sort of the the fun science fiction part of the movie yeah. is, uh, you know, alien languages likely are very, very different from human languages. Yeah, yeah. And of course, then there's sort of the larger plot element of what she is seeing in the future. And really, I think it's a story about humanity and families and, you know, what kind of choices you would or wouldn't make if you saw that a crisis was coming, but knew that yeah. there was happiness along the way. 
I think it's good. <laughs> I really <laughs> liked it. <laughs> the headline is, movie good, Jessica Kuhn. Well, I say this in part because, you know, some linguists have said, why did you let them have all that Sapir Wharf stuff in there? We all know that's not right. But mm-hmm. if you take that out, it's really, you know, it's not the same movie anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, and also I'll say they don't know. You know what I mean about alien language? You don't know. We could, These are a different set know. of rules. We don't know anything. Yep. All bets are off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, very important question, Jessica, scientifically, is um, did you meet Amy Adams for this? <laughs> I did get to have lunch with Amy Adams. Probably the most glamorous thing I'll ever get to do in my <laughs> academic life. And she was awesome. She was very yeah. cool. She had excellent questions. Uh, she was super smart. Super interesting to talk to. We had a really good conversation. Oh, awesome. And I think, you know, one thing that's really special about this movie that she pointed out is that, you know, this is a science fiction film with a female lead, right? She's not just mm-hmm. the love interest. If anything, the the man, Jeremy Renner, he's the love interest. Like, she is the lead and she is a scientist. And apparently, um, it's unusual in films to first cast the woman. Usually, the man is cast first and then they pick the woman sort of based on chemistry of the man they've already selected. Mm. Uh, and this is not how this movie works. So I think... You know, it's wonderful for the field of linguistics for us to get this kind of um, publicity. And now people know a little bit more about what linguists do. And it's also, I think it's really neat from the point of view of having uh, women scientists represented on the big screen. Okay, Jessica Kuhn, this was so much fun. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your brain. I appreciate it. I really Sure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Today's episode was produced and fact-checked by Britt Hansen and edited by Viet Le. I'm Maddie Safaya. Thanks for listening to Shortwave from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. The Capital One Venture X business card earns unlimited double miles on every purchase. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash VentureXBusiness. You can't fully understand the moment we're living in without knowing where we've been. On every episode of NPR's Throughline, we go back in time to where it started. Like, really started. To answer one important question, how did we get here? Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.